It's an industry that I generally love. I have a passion for. I, I, I eat, sleep. I live for fitness. No, you need to be obsessed. You need to wake up, think about it. You need to go to bed, think about your clients, think about your progress, think about what you can do better. Genuinely, like, just be like patient and take your time. Like that, that is like, you've got to take it all in, in the right steps. You've got to nail what you do in person before you go and like. I don't like to talk about fear. The fears is usually something that makes your worries real. Welcome to the Coach United podcast. My name is Alex Povey. If you're a new listener, the show is released every Sunday on all the major platforms, including Spotify and iTunes. So be sure to hit that subscribe button so you don't miss a show. Every week, we invite a new guest from the fitness industry or coaching space to share their personal journey in business. We will deep dive into actionable ideas, strategies, and systems that you can apply in your life and business too. You can also access free weekly content in our private Facebook group by searching Coaching Ignited. And if you're a face-to-face personal trainer with room to take on additional clients, head over to coachingignited.com where you can apply for our 30-day client accelerator program and find out more about our business, sales and marketing training platform. Now let's get into this week's episode. Enjoy the show. So on this week's episode of the podcast, we've got Brian Mark and this is going to be an awesome one for anyone looking to get their first online client. Brian Mark is the founder of Aesthetic Nation and he's been running an online coaching business for over four years now. I think it's coming up to five and he's also got his business PT Domination where he helps fit pros grow and scale their businesses online using organic marketing methods. So we're going to dive into some of the steps that you can take, three in fact, to getting your first online client. So let's dive into the show. All right, buddy. So we are live. Um, so excited to have you here. I'm really pumped to put this podcast together. I absolutely love your energy. I've been watching you on social and it's hard not to get drawn in by your enthusiasm to really help people and share your message. So thank you so much for coming here today, bro. Brother, thank you so much for having me. Um, I really appreciate it. Um, you know, this is my passion. I, more than anything, I love talking about kind of the journey of how I got to where I am. So uh, I just want to say thanks for giving me the opportunity. So for anyone listening, um, the way we're going to take this podcast in a second is really the steps you need to take to get your first online client, because this is something that Brian, Brian is experienced in doing. But before we do that, I kind of want to give people a bit of a backstory into you and your journey. Cool. So um, I think for me, um, the the journey to online really started, um, I started getting interested in it when um, there was somebody that was in my network that was an online trainer. And I knew this person and she was really, really good person. She was a fitness competitor. I was also a fitness competitor. And, um, you know, I knew she had an online business, but I didn't really know how successful it was. So at the time, um, you know, being really tapped into the fitness world, um, I was spending a lot of time with these fitness competitors. So me and her ended up having this one-off conversation about um, her business and how she was doing. And at the time, this person who I still look up to and I still respect, she's still killing it. She had uh, 100 online clients. Um, and I was like, okay, like 100 online clients, that's pretty cool. Um, and then she told me she was charging them $250 a month. 
and, and I did the math and I was like, a hundred online clients at $250 a month is $25,000 a month. And I was like, Oh my God. <laughs> I'm like, what? Like it just, it just like that just blew me away. Um, the fact that somebody was uh, in my network, somebody that I had access to that was just like dominating. Um, so that was the, the, the start of it. Um, as a fitness competitor, I was really, really passionate about fitness. Um, I was bartending at the time and I was at night. And then during the day I was working in the gym as a sales rep. Um, but I really wanted to be a personal trainer. Um, and I really wanted to like help people change their lives because it was something that I was really good at. And I was like, I got a lot of value from, um, but yeah, when I, uh, I, I did want to be a trainer in the gym and then I heard this and it just kind of gave me the, 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 the hunger to go online. So, um, it really started with knowing somebody that was doing it and, uh, seeing her success. And that made me want to, you know, pursue it and go after it. So uh, I guess that was the first step was just like the intrigue of like, okay, this is something I actually want to do. That's an awesome story, man. And then what happened next? So like, you had this realization, you had this kind of moment where you were like, wow, you can make so much money online training people, doing what you're passionate about. How did you then take that like newfound idea and then apply it? and really start growing your business? What are some of the like early steps you made or even some of the challenges that you faced or things that you thought you could do and, and, and that wasn't the case and, and you had to struggle for a bit to figure it out? Like, how did it go? How did it play out? Awesome, uh, good question. So um, I think when I first started, Alex, I didn't, uh, I had a really small social media following. So um, I only had like a thousand followers on Instagram. So I didn't really have a large audience to kind of market to. Um, so that was a problem. Um, you know, on Facebook I had, you know, maybe, you know, 2000, 3000 friends. So I had a little bit of traction there. Um, but I didn't really have a network. And so that was the first, uh, that was the first problem I felt like I needed to solve. Um, so I started focusing on Instagram growth. I was like, okay, like I need to grow my Instagram. That was like number one. I was like, I need to grow my Instagram and I need to get myself out there on social media. That was like the first thing I, I, I was like, I need to figure this out. Um, so I started focusing on growing my Instagram and when I first started, I'm sure a lot of trainers have done this. Like I was like, I was following and unfollowing people, like following and unfollowing people. And I was committed, man. Like this was something that I really wanted to do. So I was following and unfollowing like 800 to a thousand people a day just so I could focus on like growing my network. And of course I was like five years ago, so that doesn't really work as well now, but, um, it was really focusing on like growing my social media. That was the first step. Um, and for me, I didn't really know uh, what it like it looked like to sell an online client. Like I didn't know how to get somebody to apply for my program. And I would have, uh, and I'm sure a lot of trainers uh, listening to this can relate. I would have a lot of people like reaching out to me because I was on a fitness journey and asking me what I was eating, asking me how I was training, um, you know, and asking me these things. And I would just help people for free um, because I didn't know, like I didn't know any better. So I would just give away like free value and I would just tell them. And then I would just like tell them my price, which of course was like really, really cheap at the time. And everyone, no matter what, would always say like, oh, I can't afford that or that's too much money. Um, so I had a lot of, uh, there was a lot of struggles uh, in the start. Um, and so coming from a, a trainer mindset in the gym, Alex, like I didn't really understand uh, the value of, of knowledge and information. And I was under the mindset and the belief that people had to pay me for the time that I was working. Um, Cause that's a common thing that I see with a lot of online trainers. So I would sell packages based on the hours that I worked. So I'd be like, okay, it takes me, you know, a couple hours to write a meal plan and I'll pay myself 25 bucks an hour 
So I would charge like $100 for uh, a monthly package, right? Because like, that's like the time for money, like model that I was kind of addicted to. Um, and then I got my, so that was like, the, that was the price point that I kind of decided on. And I still remember getting my first online client and my first online client didn't actually come from my social media. I came from uh, when I was bartending, there was one of my friends came in and he saw my fitness journey and he just asked me, he's like, Hey man, like, um, you know, would you do a diet plan for me? I was like, yeah, sure. Like I can, you know, tell you what to eat. He's like, no, I want you to do like a full plan. Like I want to get shredded for the summer. I was like, okay. He's like, how much would you charge me? I was like, and I was thinking he's, he wanted one for eight weeks. And, um, at this point I was making like 20 bucks an hour at the bar. So I was like, you know what? Like I'll do 200 bucks for eight weeks. And he's like, okay, deal. Uh, and the next day he came in and he gave me $200 cash for an eight week program. And I was like, yo, <laughs> like, this is sick. Um, like $200 was like at the time of, I was making 20 bucks an hour. So my paychecks were like 800 bucks and I just made a quarter of my paycheck, um, from one transaction. Uh, and that, that was it. Like, that was all I needed. That was like, I was like, I'm doing this full time. Um, so that was a start, um, for me, uh, was really, um, figuring out like how to grow my social media, uh, figuring out, you know, like I can actually make money online and I don't have to trade my time. Like I don't have to trade my time for money. I don't have to use that model. Um, and the value is in the information. Uh, the value isn't like the amount of hours that I'm putting into it. The value is like, is this information going to help somebody completely transform their life? Is this the right knowledge that somebody needs to lose 20 pounds, to lose 15 pounds, to get in the best shape of their life? And if it is, then, um, that's, that's what the money that they're paying is for. Mm. Looking back now on the the way you approached it with the the social media, the growth, and growing your audience, like would you do it the same way if you had to go again? If you had the opportunity to start from scratch, how would you do it this time around? Would you do exactly the same thing, or would you approach it completely differently, knowing what you know now? Great question. Um, so when it came to the growth, I think that the follow unfollow thing, um, uh, I wouldn't do that uh, as a form of growth. Because something that I understand now about social media, and this is super important for everyone watching, is the way that the Facebook and Instagram algorithm works is the Facebook and Instagram algorithm will show your content to people that you have a relationship with. I'm going to say that again. They'll show your content to people that you have a relationship with. And so now, um, if, I, if I could go back and do it all over again, what I would do differently is I would establish relationships with my ideal clients. And I would do that intentionally. So think about like a, a marketing event, like a, a network marketing event or like um, where some, somewhere where you go somewhere and you're in a room with a bunch of people and they all have name tags on their shirt and you're just introducing yourselves to each other. Like that's the opportunity that you can have online. Um, but the difference is like all of your ideal clients are online. All of them are using social media and Facebook and Instagram. Like pretty much every single person has a phone, uses Facebook, uses Instagram and posts on their feed. And I think the biggest mistake that I made um, when I first started my business was dumping into social media without engaging with social media, social media. So I was like posting all this content and I was posting all this stuff, but I wasn't going out there and engaging with my ideal client. So if I could go back and do it differently, um, I think my business would have grown a lot faster if I had focused on like, okay, I'm going to create content for social media to help people transform their life. And also, I'm going to go into social media every single day and I'm going to spend time intentionally establishing relationships with my ideal client. And I'll, I'll relate it to the networking event. It would be like going up to somebody at a networking event and shaking their hand and being like, Hey, like nice to meet you, but you're doing it on social media, like going to their photos, commenting on their photos, sending them a direct message and like establishing that relationship so that when you post your content, 
your, the Facebook and Instagram algorithm will show your content to them. I love that realization because it's so easy to kind of approach social media in a different way than you'd approach real life situations because it doesn't always feel like a real life situation. So like you said, you'd be posting, 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 but that's not really building a relationship. It's just feeding out content. It's putting out value. Great. It's building authority and trust, but you're not engaging and building relationship. There's no like back and forth dialogue. And you're right. You said something really powerful there, which not a lot of people know is like when you start building relationships on these platforms like Facebook and Instagram, the algorithms notice those relationships and they go, okay, this relationship must be quite important. I'm going to show more of that person's content to the other person and vice versa. And so you get more organic reach and engagement because your posts are then being shared with the people that you're actually engaging with versus just the people that are seeing your content or maybe just liking it. Mm, I love it. And um, it's, uh, I, I think that the, the, the best way to describe it is um, imagine that you have a gym um, and you have a gym and it's in a certain location and you're, the way that you get customers is you just wait for people to walk by. And you're just like, I hope somebody walks by the gym today, right? Like, I think that's the way that a lot of online trainers are building their business is they're just making their posts on social media. And they're like, man, I really hope, I really hope somebody applies from this post. I really, really hope that somebody comes. Um, but, you know, the, the, I think the smarter way to market a gym is if you're in, if you're in a physical area, right? And you want to attract clients that are in that area, then go establish relationships with people that are in the area. Right. So like go to the go to the businesses next door and the door after that and the door after that and shake the owner's hand and be like, hey, man, like nice to meet you. Like we just opened up this gym down the street. Uh, my name's Brian. Uh, I run the place. You know, how long have you been in business here? And just establish relationships with people that are, that are in the area. Right. So um, in relating to online training, like um, instead of hoping that people are going to come to you, why not establish relationships? So I actually want to backtrack here for a second, uh, if that's okay, Alex, because you said if I could go back and do it all over, what was something, some of the things that I would have done? Um, I think that a lot of online trainers get lost in doing the wrong things. Um, and that's something that I was lost in doing at first. So I thought I had to build a website and I thought I needed to build an email list and I thought I needed to have all these fancy landing pages and I thought I needed to use Facebook ads. All of that stuff is not true. Um, all you need to build a, a, an online training business is an Instagram profile and a Facebook profile. That's it. And there are some people that use LinkedIn as well. I don't, but I know that it works. Uh, but an Instagram profile and a Facebook profile, that's it. That's all you need um, because your ideal client is hanging out there. And if you can establish a relationship with somebody on those platforms, then you'll be able to build your online business. So you don't need all of these like landing pages, websites, all that stuff. Like all you need is an Instagram profile, an application, and like the willingness to take them on as a client. Um, so I would have focused on the only things that matter, which are establishing relationships with my ideal client, knowing who my ideal client is and creating content that's going to attract those people to my pages. I really like that you said that um, about just keeping it simple and just sticking to those couple of things, the, the Instagram page, the Facebook page, and then building relationships. Because like, it's easy to get distracted, isn't it? By all those other things, the shiny objects, the boxes you think you need to tick. Mm. It kind of makes you feel more like a business if you have a website and the landing pages and everything's neat and tidy and your programs are all like branded. And 
I think it's an almost an internal thing as well. You're kind of trying to want to, you're trying to build the confidence that you are a business and mm. you want to come across in such a way that it's going to attract clients. But it's not the case because we made that same mistake in our business when we first started is we got distracted by all the dumb shit that wastes time. Mm-hmm. And you edit it so many times that it just distracts you from what you need to do, which is number one, build relationships, pique people's interest, and number two, get them on phone calls or convert them into paying customers. And that's really mm-hmm. it. It's rinse and repeat. Yeah. And then you get fancy with the websites and the London pages when you're trying to scale and drive traffic and all that stuff later on. But like you said, the early days, like you just need to just keep it super simple. And I'd like to follow on from that and then really dive into kind of the the theme that we wanted to cover here on this podcast is how do we get our first online client? Mm. How do we do that, Brian? Like if you were to take a couple of steps now, you had no clients and mm-hmm. you were starting from scratch, how would you go out there and get that first client in the quickest possible way? What would you do? Great question. I love that. Um, so this is cool, Alex, that you're asking me this because um, I don't know if you're aware, but I have two businesses. Um, so my first business is called Aesthetic Nation. And a lot of the people that are following me, uh, at, you know, when I started building my, my second business, are followed me for my fitness business. They followed me because I was a personal trainer. I was helping people with their fitness goals. I was helping people, you know, with their weight loss journeys, building, building muscle, all that. So that was my first business and I built that business for like four years and my whole following was kind of like loyal to that business because that's what I had done for a while. Uh, I just started my second business and my second business is consulting personal trainers to help them build online training businesses like I did. And so when I started my second business, Alex, I had, I had to start from scratch, right? Like I was like, there was like, I had no clients. Um, I, I had all of this knowledge, right? And I'm sure a lot of online trainers or personal trainers can relate to this, all of this knowledge on how to help somebody and I didn't have any clients. So what do you need to do? What are the first steps that you need to do in order to get your first client? Um, that's that's the kind of question that we need to address here. So I'm gonna start from like literally ground zero. So if you have zero clients and you've never been an online trainer before and you're not sure how to get clients, you're not sure how to make this thing work, the first step, step number one, is just to understand that it's possible for you. And you don't need to have a giant social media following. You don't need to be super jacked. You don't need to be, um, you don't need to have a, all of these like check marks. You don't need to have 10 certifications and um, all of these things that people think that you don't need to have a website and email list. All these things that people say that they need. And so they stop themselves from doing the actions that are going to get the clients. So the first step is you actually have to think like, hmm, like I could do this. Like you have to have that belief that it's possible because without that belief, you're not going to do any of the work moving forward. Like if in the back of your head, you're saying this thing isn't going to work. It's not possible. Not possible. If you're saying that to yourself every single day, you're not going to do the work that's necessary in order to grow your business. And I know that that's not the sexy answer that people want to hear, but it's the truth. Um, And I see a lot of online trainers that will hold themselves back from their success because they don't believe it's possible. And that's like, that's like the biggest sadness to me. Like when I'll talk to a client or a potential client and they're like thinking about this online training thing, they've got like a decent sized following and they're like, yeah, I want to do it. But they're just scared. They're like, I don't know if it's going to work. And I don't know. And I've never done this before. And I'm inexperienced and I'm stuck in a gym. And they've got these like mindsets of like being stuck where they are. So you actually have to believe that it's possible. That's step number one. 
super simple and not the sexy answer, uh, but it's the truth. So you have to have that belief that like I could do this. And so you just have to tell yourself it's possible. So that's step number one. Once you've kind of like accepted that and you've come to that realization that it's like, oh, this is possible. I could do this. Step number two is you need, before you can work with a client, you need to know what client you want to work with. Before you can work with a client, you need to know what client you want to work with. So who is your ideal client? Like who is the person that you want to serve? Because you can just put out a post saying like now accepting clients, but what kind of clients? Like in a gym, it's a little bit different. So a lot of trainers that are like listening to this come from the gym background. In the gym, it's a little bit different because you're kind of like taking people from the floor and you have your specialty. Like you have like your kind of like think maybe you're good at strength training or maybe you're good at, um, you know, bodybuilding, whatever it is. But online training is a little bit different in the sense that there's a larger, like there's just more people in the audience. So when there's more people in the audience, you need to be specific with who you want to work with so that when you're creating your message, when you're creating your content, you're speaking to that person. Does that make sense? So you need to know who it is that you want to work with. So like just getting crystal clear on your ideal client avatar, like what are their be and not necessarily like what do they do for work and all that kind of stuff, but I'm talking about, um, you know, what are some of the things that they're struggling with? What are some of their short-term goals? What are some of their long-term goals? What are some of the fears that they have? Um, what have they tried that isn't working? Um, you know, how old are they? What are some of their lifestyle habits? Um, you know, what do, they, what do they do for work could be relevant in terms of like writing to like their, their lifestyle habits in your posts. But knowing who it is that you want to serve is super, super, super important and a step that a lot of people skip because they just want to start getting clients. But if you know, like I want to serve um, 25 to 35 year old women um, that are busy professionals, um, that don't really have time for fitness, that need short and quick workouts, that have yo-yo dieted and it didn't work and they, may, they might be emotional eaters. Um, right. If you know that that's your ideal client, then when you're writing your piece of content, you can say, Hey ladies, I got a workout for you. Right. Like you can say, Hey ladies, are you struggling to find time to go to the gym? So you, like, you feel like you don't have time for fitness. Like you can start to write your content to that person. Does that make sense? Yeah. I just want to dive in on that point a second before we, before we move on to the next bit, because this is a really important point that you make in there. And like a lot of people listening to this, might be thinking, oh, why don't I just skip that step and let's just appeal to the mass market? Mm -hmm. Why would I want to limit myself, right? This is like traditional thinking. Why would I want to limit myself to a small portion of the market that may not buy when I can just sell to everyone? Why don't I just sell to everyone and and, and try and market to the the mass market? Mm -hmm. Why do you think people go down that route versus going into a niche and really picking an ideal client? That's such a great question. I'm really glad you hit that. Um, I think that that is fairly common for like 95% of people. Um, they want They think like, oh, I'm just online. So why don't I just work with everyone? I can help everyone transform. Um, but uh, I hate to break it. Like I hate to be the person to say this, but you're not special. You're not special. And there are literally like thousands and thousands and thousands of other online trainers that are on the market. And so we have to think about it not like a trainer. We have to think about it like a client. So let's say that there's two trainers. Let's say, okay, Alex, let's say you're on your social media and you've got 10 pounds to lose, okay? Let's say you follow two online trainers. One online trainer like posts like fitness content. They post like recipes and workouts and like tips, right? And the second online trainer posts content that speaks to men that are struggling to lose weight that, you know, have tried. Maybe it didn't work. Um, they want to speak specifically to men that are trying to lose body fat. 
if you're a client, Alex, and you have 10 pounds to lose, are you going to go to the person that's just posting fitness content or the person that is speaking to men that are looking to lose like 10 pounds that are looking to lose weight that are looking to torch fat? You go with a specialist, right? Because you're like, who's best suited to fixing the prog- problem that I'm trying to overcome? Oh. Do I risk it? Go with a generalist of someone that's trying to help everybody and might not have the solution? Or do I go to someone that's speaking directly to me? And obviously, you're going to lean to the person that's speaking directly to you and your problems at that point in time. Boom. You nailed it. So I think that a lot of people, when they come into online training, have a scarcity mindset. And they're thinking, like, I only have... 7,000 or I only have 700 friends. So if I only have 700 friends and I choose a specialty that eliminates 500 of them. But again, that's like the scarcity mindset. If you're operating on based on like what you currently have, then that, that might be true. But remember when I first started this video, I talked about one of the biggest things I focused on was growing my network and you grow your network with your ideal client. So once you know who it is that you want to work with and you like create that avatar, then a part of the process is like, finding those people on social media and like commenting on their stuff, engaging with them. Like, you know what I mean? And building that relationship so that when you post your content, it's going to speak to them. Um, But another reason that it's important to have a niche is because you are really good at something. Like you might not be like, like the greatest trainer ever, but you're really, really good at something. And so if you use your really, really, really good skill set to help somebody solve a specific problem, um, you're going to do a lot better than trying to appeal to everyone. Right. So choose your niche, choose your specialty so that when you write your content and somebody's on your social media that has that problem, they're going to read that and they're going to be like, Alex is the person for me. I need to go with Alex because that's how I am. Like when I'm hiring somebody instead of hiring, like as an example, like if I'm going to hire somebody to be a mentor for me, then I'm not just going to hire a mindset mentor. I'm going to hire somebody that specifically helps coaches scale their businesses to a certain level. Right. So if you're watching this and you're like, I want to hire a business coach, don't just hire a business coach, hire a business coach that specializes in doing the exact thing that you want to do so that you can like guarantee your pathway to success. So you want to hire the person like as, as somebody that does hire mentors and coaches, I always hire the best option. And so you want to choose your niche and then you want to write your content to that niche and you want to become the best option for that person. Amazing. Well said. Love it, man. Love it. So we've got mindset and we've got the ideal client and the messaging niching down, which you've just covered. What would be step three? Step three in getting that first online client. Um, Okay. So that's a great question. Now, once you know your ideal client, right? Once you know exactly who it is that you want to work with, I think that a common mistake that a lot of people would make would be Oh, I want to sell some strangers on Facebook now. <laughs> I want to make a post and I want to sell some strangers on my Instagram. Um, but my belief is that uh, the way that the the way that people will want to do business with you is if they know you and like you and trust you, right? So it's all about building the no like and trust factor. Um, so you could try to sell to people that don't know you, but I like to start with people that are already in my network. So you remember the story, uh, Alex, how I said. The person that I ended up selling as my first client wasn't um, somebody online. It was somebody that I knew in the bar, right? Yeah. So you already had that initial relationship with the person. Yes. Your power base. Yes. Your, exactly. Your power base. So I would start with your network. And the first thing that I would do is if I was looking to get my first online client, once I knew exactly who it is that I wanted to work with, I would sit down with a pen and paper and I'd be like, who do I know? And I would just comb through my friends list. 
who do I know that fits this description? Who do I know that's in my network that fits this description? And then I would build relationships with those person. I would just send them DMs. Hey, what's going on? How's it going? It's been a while. I would build a relationship with the person that fits my ideal client avatar. I would also go above and beyond and being like, hey, I just launched a fitness program. And honestly, I think you'd be perfect for it. You want to open, are you open to chat about it? I would start with the people that I already know. Because if you like, if you don't trust yourself enough to help somebody that you already know completely transform their fitness goals, then what, like, if you can't get them to trust you and uh, invest in you, then what makes you think you're going to get a stranger to invest in you, right? Like if you can't enroll somebody that already likes you, then how are you going to enroll somebody that has no idea who you are? Such a valid point that it's, right? yeah, it's, it's black and white. Like if you can't sell someone that already trusts you, like you have no chance of selling someone that doesn't trust you. But I think a lot of people would be, almost a little bit fearful of maybe damaging the relationship or like being rejected by someone that they know. I think that's where the obstacle comes in that equation of hitting the power base. But you're right, that's the best place to start. Um, What would you say to that? Anyone that's thinking, okay, like I know I should do that, but I'm backing off because one, I don't want to be rejected or I don't hear a no. Like what would be your response or approach to that? I mean, this is me being like a hundred percent transparent. Um, if you are uncomfortable, uh, uh, getting people close to you to invest in your program, um, then you need to do some mindset work. You have to, otherwise you're going to stay stuck where you are for the rest of your life. And that's super like blunt and to the point, but a lot of the people that invest in me for PT domination now are people that I've known for like years, Alex, like years. And they've been following me for a long time. And they're like, Brian, I've watched you build your business. And I really, really want to, like, I really want to build my online business. I really, really want this. And like, it's my responsibility to get them to invest so that I can help them transform their life. Right. So you're, you're going to have to do some mindset work. Otherwise you will continue to stay stuck because at some point, if you're an online trainer, there's going to be some friends that will reach out to you anyways. So you have to get over that initial hump. And when you're coming at the, uh, when you're like sending out that initial message to see if they'd be interested never like send out with the intention of selling right away. You just want to see if they're interested. So the initial contact point, Alex, isn't, um, isn't like, Hey, like buy my program. The initial contact point is, Hey, uh, you know, Alex, I just launched this program, this online fitness program. Uh, I think you'd be an awesome fit for it. Are you interested in hearing more? Are you interested? Right. It's like super, like, it's like a, just a foot in the door. Just, are you interested? Um, and if they're not interested, they'll say no. And you're like, totally cool, man. Have an awesome day. And you just move on with your life. But if they are interested, like if you send out that message to 10 people and three people get back and say that they're interested and you get on two phone calls and you enroll one client, like that's like, those are numbers that I'm willing to play with. Um, but you have to get over that fear. And, and I think that, again, let's come back to mindset, Alex, because I, sa- I said at the start that one of the biggest things that will hold people back from succeeding in online fitness coaching is their mindset. It's like, I don't, you know, I'm afraid of like people saying no to me or I don't want to get rejected or, you know, what if this doesn't work or this isn't going to work for me or what if they say no, all of these fears that we have, all of these like mindset, like limiting beliefs that we have will hold us back from doing some of the things that are going to, that are going to help us grow our business. So that's why the mindset is always the number one thing that we need to work on. Uh, And it's always the number, because if our mindset is off, everything else will be affected. Um, but I would start there. And the, another reason that I would start with the people that already know, know, like, and trust me is um, you want to build the confidence that like it's possible. One of my old mentors told me, Alex, he said, 
You don't have a business until you have a paying client. You do not have a business until you have a paying client. So you can say that you're an online trainer on social media. You can post online trainer in your bio. You can put your application in your comment. You can do, you can have a website. You can build an email list. You can build an ebook. Those are all cool things, but you don't have a business until you have a paying client. Once you have a paying client, then you have a business. And for me, like I like to figure it out afterwards. So if you're like, if you're listening to this and you're like, oh damn, like maybe I just need to go get my paying client. But then what do I do once I have the client? Like, how do I do their fitness program? How do I do their meal plans? How do I do this? How do I do that? Figure that all, all out after. Like if you know how to meal plan and you know how to write training programs, like enroll them in a program and then figure it out afterwards. Because once you have their money, you're not going to want to screw it up. Like once you have their money, you're like, okay, like I said I was going to do this and now I got to because they paid me and they trust me. Um, so like get your first client, like go out there and just like, just enroll somebody, get somebody to trust you enough to invest in you, believe in yourself enough to be like, Hey, like, you know, I think this program is really going to work for you. And I think you'd be a really, really good fit. Like you should join, believe in yourself enough to say that. And then once you've got their investment, then you can work forward and then you can move, um, into figuring out how. Mm. I want to take a little segue to the mindset because you've mentioned that a lot of times in this uh in this podcast and i know how crucial this is in my work with my trainers and and myself personally right and you're the same in your business and the pursuit of your goals and where you want to get to and like this mindset thing is something that people can overlook or think is woo woo or i don't need to work on my mindset i just need to work on the strategy right that's what some people might think is, oh, I just need the strategies. I just need the systems. I just need the ads. I need the funnels. I need the websites. But let's just dive into the mindset a second because I imagine someone at your level right now is working just as much on their mindset as they are on their strategy, mm. sales and growth. Mm. And how does that look like for you? Do you have like routines, processes, or certain actions you take to keep you in check and performing at the highest level? Mm-hmm. Or is it still something that you're working on and striving to improve? Like where are you at with all that stuff? Great question. Um, okay, so I just want to touch on that for a minute because everyone wants the goodies, right? Everyone wants the strategies. Like what's, give me the best lead generation strategy that you have, Brian. Teach me how to sell clients. Like teach me all the systems. Um, but if I, it's kind of, this is the analogy that I'll give you, okay? If you're going to go on a road trip, and you want to go to a certain destination, let's say, you know, you want to drive across the country and you like, you're going on a road trip. If you, if you're going to go on a road trip and I give you a map and you don't follow the map, then you're going to get lost. If you just start driving and you don't follow the map, you're going to get lost. Or if you never get in the car, you're not going to get to where you want to go. So you can have the roadmap, but unless you're committed to actually driving the car and getting to the destination and following directions, then it's not going to work. So your mindset is so, so, so important because the strategy without the implementation is, is completely useless. So you need to have that mindset of like, okay, like this is going to work. I'm going to try this. It's possible. It could work. Like that, that needs to be like a constant kind of theme. Um, so that's kind of just touching on that. And then in terms of my own uh, ritual for mindset, I think that self-care is actually, I talk about this a lot in my mastermind with my level two trainers. So I've got two different programs. The level one program is for brand new online personal trainers that are looking to get into the market. Uh, and get their first like uh, 20 clients, get their first 10 to 20 clients. So that's for trainers that are making like zero and they want to make three to 5K online. And then I've got a program for trainers that are making three to 5K and they want to make 10K. 
So for my level two program, uh, one of the biggest things I talk about, Alex, is self-care being like the number one thing that you need to focus on as an entrepreneur. Because every single person listening and watching can relate to this. How hard is it to do work when you're feeling depressed or demotivated or you're feeling like things aren't working or you're feeling like you're stuck? Like how hard is it to work when you feel like you're not good enough or you feel like it's you just you're feeling like feelings of just like like low energy? It's really, really, really challenging to do anything when you're feeling negative emotions so and negative feelings and thoughts. So for me, like Alex, I have a uh, I have a 30 minute power ritual and I'll share that with you guys on this episode. So my 30 minute power ritual every single morning I wake up and I go for a 10 minute walk without I don't check my phone. I don't check my phone at all for the first hour of the day. So I go for the 30, a 30 minute power walk. I'm just like, well, I, or, or sorry, a 10 minute walk. And I just like, just to get my body moving, to get some blood flowing. And just like, I just go for a walk. I'm just clear. I'm just present. Then I come home. I meditate for 10 minutes using an app called Headspace. Uh, so those of you guys, some of you guys might've heard of Headspace. Some of you haven't. I used to do like just YouTube videos, but this app Headspace was developed by a guy who was a Buddhist monk. Um, so he's got like progressions and trainings for how to like basically progress through your meditations. So I do 10 minutes of meditations with my Headspace app, Alex. And then the next 10 minutes in my power ritual, I spend 10 minutes writing down my goals and my visions for my life. Um, and whatever goals I'm working on at the time, I'll spend 10 minutes like just writing them, writing them down and rewriting them out by hand, not on the computer, by hand, because I think there's something really powerful about like writing with your hand. So 10 minute walk, no phone. And then I do a 10 minute meditation, um, just like, pr- like clearing my mind. And then I spend 10 minutes uh, on just like writing down my goals. And that's the first 30 minutes of every single day, Monday through Sunday. Um, because like your mindset, like if, if my mind isn't clear and focused, then if I have 10 calls for the day, I've like, I've got like eight calls today. If I have eight calls today and I'm not in a good mood and I'm not in a good headspace, then like none of the calls are going to go well. But if I set myself up for success at the start of the day and then I move into the, the rest of the day, everything else gets easier. So yeah, mindset is, is everything, dude. It all starts with your mindset. Everything is created. Uh, from your mindset. So making sure that it's clean, powerful, present, energetic is is so important. Ooh, absolutely love that. Love it, love it, love it. That's very, it's very similar to what I do, actually. Very, very similar. So I start with a walk, which is interesting, a little bit longer. I call it kind of like a gratitude walk, where mm. I'm going and I'm thinking, I'm like, what am I grateful for? What am, what am I really grateful for and I'm saying that over and over again as I'm walking and like you said getting the blood flowing um, and then I'll get back and I'll basically get out a document um, it's a 13 page document so it's quite long um, I got it from uh, Sam Evans have you heard of Sam Evans yeah I'm sure you have right um, it's called like the alchemy of self and it's basically like a, a long document with like a vision board like your goals your your principles, your standards, uh, affirmations, like everything is on it. And I work through that. And then I do what you do. I, I do a little bit of meditation. The meditation is where I fall short a little bit. Because like, as you would imagine, someone in business, we're always thinking, yeah. thinking, 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 idea, idea, idea. Mm-hmm. And that's the most challenging thing is switching off. But mm-hmm. that's where the power comes from. Because if you can switch off, then you can get that laser focus to then crush the tasks that you need to crush hmm. to that advance your business. So I understand the importance, but I find that the most challenging. I don't know about you, um, but it's anything you've got to practice it, right? Yeah, it's, it's definitely takes a lot of practice, but honestly, Alex, I've been meditating for it. You're right. It does take a long time to get, 
Um, I've been meditating for about six years now. Um, and there was like, uh, there was a period of like six months in that six years where I didn't meditate and my life just like, it like tanked. Um, just because I used to suffer with like super bad social anxiety. Like I used to get anxious talking to my best friend. Um, so for me, meditation was a really good way for me to deal with social anxiety. Um, and then I just realized the benefits, um, you know, in everyday life. And like, you're right, as an entrepreneur, I'm always thinking, I'm always like, what's the next step? What's the next step? What's the next step? Like my mind is always racing. And so for me, like with meditation and being able to like detach myself from that, um, it allows me to also detach myself from like emotions when they come up. So, you know, when something happens to you, to you throughout the day, Alex, where you get triggered, like, you know, you know, you get into a, an argument or some, a client will send you a message and it's like annoying or, you know, there's like anything could happen through you know, somebody, you know, says something to you at the gym that's rude or whatever it is. Right. Um, and something happens and then you get triggered. And then when you're triggered, you start spiraling. Um, if you're meditating and you're like conscious of your mind and your thoughts, you're able to kind of separate yourself from that. And if you don't get attached to things when they happen, then you can just move on, um, which is something that I think is really important because I think a lot of people get like just tied into their – that's another rant all on its own. But um, yeah, meditating allows you to kind of detach so that you can focus on the things that actually matter. Mm. We took a little segue there, but probably it's the most important thing about this whole process of building a business mm -hmm. it is the mindset, like – the mindset and the confidence and the ability to stay on track, yeah. which is the mindset that keeps you there, is is necessary with all the strategies. But I just want to pull it back around again because we've covered like three three key areas of this getting the first online client. So we've we've covered the mindset in great depth. Yeah. Um we've done the ideal client, like yeah. really just drilling down into the niche, your client avatar, so that you can have that really strong marketing message to just basically cut through the noise. And then uh, the next bit would be hitting the power base, the people that you know. What do we do after that, Brian? Once we've exhausted the power base, there's no one left in the power base. What's the next step beyond that in growing and scaling the business? And what's possible? What are you seeing right now with, with your clients or in the marketplace? What is actually possible? Cool. Um, okay. So yeah, we covered everything. So we covered the mindset. So like sitting down and understanding, like having a conversation, look at yourself in the mirror, be like, yo, it's possible. And I want to do this. The second is finding your ideal, like finding out who you want to serve. Um, so those of you guys that are listening to this um, or watching this, um, if you guys need help with your ideal client, um, I'm going to give you, uh, Alex, I'll give you like one of my documents that I use to create um, ideal client avatars. So anyone, any listener that's listening to this, I'll send that to you so that they can kind of like create their ideal client avatar. So that it's just like, you know, it's a pretty, pretty simple process. So if you're watching, um, just say ideal client avatar, or just, uh, I'll give this document to you, Alex. Um, yeah, we'll chuck it. If there's a link to a landing page or something, or we could, we can include it in the show notes. Cool. Love that. Um, and then, uh, hitting up your power base and then what's next. So, um, guys, it's just, so first of all, make the decision that you're going to get a client and then get one. It's literally that simple because a lot of people are like, but, 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 but no, like I'm, I'm going to do this. I'm going to get a client. You just need to make that decision. Like cut out all the noise and the bullshit. Like I'm going to get a paying client. Just say it to yourself and just like affirm it and then go get it. Um, so what's next? Um, so with all of the, uh, the trainers that I'm working with right now, I've helped over, uh, over 90 trainers in the last uh, six months um, take their businesses online. And I just want to give you guys like a vision to kind of work towards. Um, so with online, so with in-person training, I'll give you some numbers. So let me talk about my client, Corey. Um, so Corey was working in a gym. Uh, he was working 12 hours a day, six days a week. 
Um, and obviously those trainers that are listening to this or those people that have worked in the gym know that if you're working 12 hours a day, you're not necessarily getting paid for all 12 of those hours. Like you might be there for like four hours and then you got a two hour break, but you still have to be at the gym prospecting. And then, right. So there's a lot of like kind of um, space in between. So he's worked at the gym 12 hours a day, six days a week. And he was making $4,000 a month. And that was like, he was literally like dying for that money, like just dying. Um, so that same client, uh, I took him into my course. I took him into PT domination and now he's a full-time online fitness coach. Um, he's making six grand a month now, uh, consistently like with ease. Uh, and he works like half the hour. So he maybe works six hours a day. Um, maybe. And when I say work, I mean, he's filming content for his social media. He's responding to people on Instagram. Um, he's writing meal plans. He's writing training programs. Um, so he's making like $6,000 a month. He's got about 20 clients. Um, and it's like consistent. And whenever he needs clients, he'll just enroll a couple more. Like he knows exactly how to get clients. He knows how to post. He knows what to post. Um, so there is a learning curve, uh, for those trainers that are like listening to this, like, it's not like, it's like easy and just like, Oh, here you go. Here's a magic pill. Here's a formula. Um, there is definitely some work involved. Like once you know your ideal client and you know, like what your avatar is, then you have to learn how to create content that speaks to them. Uh, and then once you've got some people that are like commenting and liking and reaching out, then you need to know how to convert those people into paying clients. And then once those people are paying clients, you need to know how to deliver an amazing service online. Um, so there is some work that goes into it. Um, so Corey's making six grand a month. It's fairly common for online trainers that come into my program to be making between four and six grand a month um, consistently uh, within their first 90 days. Um, I've got had, I had a client, I had two clients last month break $20,000 in a month from organic social media, organic. There's no paid ads. Um, I've ha- I've helped over five clients hit over $10,000 in the last couple months here per month. Um, so really the potential with your online organic business is huge. It's massive. Uh, it's way higher than you would ever spend in the gym. And if you think about it like this, Alex, like you're going to have to work no matter what, no matter what you do. doesn't matter if you're a carpenter, an online trainer, a, you know, a sales rep, uh, front desk, receptionist, McDonald's, whatever, no matter what you do with your life, you have to put in work. So my belief, Alex, is if I'm going to work, I'm going to make sure that I'm creating something that's mine. If I'm going to work, I'm going to create something that like belongs to me, not something that belongs to somebody else. Not, I'm not working for a company so that I can help them build the revenue. I'm working for myself so that I can help myself grow my movement. I'm, I'm working for myself so I can push myself further and I can get myself further in life towards my goals and some of the things that I want. Um, so if you really take this online thing seriously, like that's how you get your first client is make the decision, you know, have the mindset, um, create your ideal client avatar, and then, you know, start finding those people on in your network. Um, and you can even talk to them in person and see if anyone in person would be interested. But once you have that first client, you need to learn how to create your content that speaks to them, you know, convert them into paying clients, deliver an awesome service. And as that momentum starts coming in, you can be looking at like $3,000 a month, $5,000 a month, $7,000 a month, $10,000 a month. And again, some clients that I'm, I had helped two clients last month make $20,000 a month with no paid ads. So um, the potential is really unlimited. Um, and your quality of life at $20,000 a month versus $4,000 a month is significantly different. Can we just talk about the, um, like the time for money switch from like offline versus online? Mm. Cause I think it will be good to explain that to people so they can grasp the concept of the scalability. Cause you're talking about doing like less work effectively for more money mm. because it's scalability and you're swapping out the time for money trap, mm-hmm. like in black and white, how does that look? Like, how is that possible? 
Love that you just answered that. Okay, so think about this. If you're an in-person trainer working in the gym, you uh, a client pays you for 30 sessions and you have to stand next to that client for that hour and that's how you're paid, right? That's what you're getting paid for is the hour that you're standing in front of that client. With online training, um, you're getting paid to uh, write their meal plans, write their training plans and hold them accountable to them. And so there are different strategies to do that, but that's basically what you're getting paid for. So, um, in, so the way that I structure my week for my trainers, Alex, is there's a certain day that we do check-ins, a certain day that we do meal plans, a certain day that we do uh, training programs. That's how the week kind of structure works. Um, that's how I teach them how to set up their weeks for optimal efficiency. Now, Alex, if I have 10 clients, right, and I have to write 10 training programs in one day, 10 clients, 10 meal plans, 10 clients, um, 10 uh, check-ins, like those are days that I have to do the work anyways. So 10 clients at $250 a month is $2,500. So that, that's where my trainers would start if they're brand new, it's $250 a month. Some of my trainers are charging $500 a month. So if you're getting paid for 10 clients at $250 a month for four hours of work, you know, um, then all you have to do is think about it like this. If you're already doing the work on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday for meal plans, training plans, and uh, programs, if you just add another client into that work day, that might take you an extra 10 or 20 minutes but that's going to make you so much more per month, right? So your client isn't paying you for the hour that you're working on the program. Your client is paying you for you to write them a training plan, meal plan, and accountability to get them the result that they want. So as long as you're good at your job, which means good at writing training plans, writing meal plans, and keeping people accountable, as long as you're good at that, then you can just add more people into the system. And as long as everybody's getting results, that's what they're paying you for. So people aren't paying you for the hour that you're working on, your, on the program. People are paying you for the result that you're getting them. Does that make sense? So once yeah. you have your week set up, you just fill more people into your system. You're like, well, I'm already doing meal plans for four hours. So why don't I just add another client? It'll take me like four, four hours, 20 minutes. And this client will get awesome results and I make more money. And then if you want to work more, that's freaking sweet. Okay. I'm already, you know, I'm already working for four and a half hours. Why don't I just take on two more clients? Then I'll work maybe maybe like three, four, four or five hours and, you know, I'll make an extra $700 a month and more clients get results and I get more money. It's like you're already doing the work anyways. You're already meal plan, training plan, accountability. You just add more people into the system. And at one point, Alex, I was running with, I had at my peak of online training, I had 86 clients, 86. Um, and obviously I'm an, I'm an extremist. So uh, 86 clients, I was working like 12 hours a day. <laughs> <laughs> for like five days a week because that's a lot of programs. Um, but you can take it as far as you want to take it. Um, as long as you're getting the client the result, that's what they're paying you for. They're not paying you for the hour that you work, they're working on your program. Like your client, Johnny, is going to pay you because you helped him lose 20 pounds. And if Johnny loses 20 pounds and he's in the best shape of his life, he's not going to care how much it costs. He's not. Um, so as long as you can get the client the result, that's what they're paying you for with online training. Where with in-person training, they're paying you for the hour that you're standing in front of them. That's the difference. That was a really good explanation, like super, super clear of how that's all broken down, which is going to be awesome for anyone listening to this. And I think it comes like full circle back around to selling that type of service versus selling the in-person maybe, where you're actually exchanging time and you feel like, okay, that's worth the money. Whereas when you're selling online, it's probably a mindset shift that I'm selling a result now versus selling time. Boom, nailed it. That was the perfect summary. I nailed it. You're selling the result instead of the time, 100%. Cool, man. This has been extremely 
in depth and, and great these steps that we've been through. I hope everyone really appreciates kind of the value that you've given here in terms of the steps to, to getting an online client, if that's what people are looking to do. Um, so as we wrap this thing up, one of the things I like to do at the end of, of the podcast is really ask people what they think makes a good coach. Because you're a coach, I'm a coach, all these people that we're helping are coaches, and everyone has their own idea of what a good coach is. So it'd be interesting to get your take on what you think a good coach is. Love that. Um, okay, so a good coach to me is um, a good coach has a base understanding of exercise and meal plans, like base enough so that they can get their clients a result. Um, and I think that like a lot of people will get that misconstrued because people will think good coach means, you know, three or four different nutrition backgrounds and all of this different thing. To me, that's not a good coach. Somebody that's a good coach to me is somebody who uh, knows enough knowledge to help somebody transform their bodies and cares enough about people to, to make sure that they follow the plan and get the result. That's a good coach to me. A good coach to me is somebody who cares about your results so much that they're going to help you work through the adversities that you're going through. So like everybody's going to fall off track, Alex. It's, it's a natural part of the process. Everybody does. So a good coach to me is somebody that's more than willing to work with somebody that's struggling to help them through their adversities. A good coach is somebody that's like willing to follow up with the client and ask them why they're not following the program. A good coach to me is somebody who's willing to get on the phone with somebody if they need to, to make sure that they're following the program and getting the result. A good coach is somebody that cares so much about their clients that they'll go above and beyond to make sure that their clients succeed. That to me is what a good coach is. Boom. Boom. Amazing stuff. Love it. Love it. So uh, we're going to chuck in the show notes, all the details to kind of follow up with you and find out more about what you do. We'll also chuck in um, info on how to grab that free resource as well on the ideal client, which was point two that we covered. Love it. But for um, for anyone that wants to know more about you, what you do, where you hang out, all that sort of stuff, where can people find you? So uh, my primary, uh, my personal Facebook page, which is uh, Facebook dot com slash bmark22 um super simple or uh instagram profile is bmarkfit i do all of my hangout on facebook and instagram um all of my businesses are run through facebook and instagram i don't have a website um everything i do is through facebook and instagram so if you guys ever want to reach me feel free to shoot me a message on facebook and instagram uh tell me that you heard about me from alex's podcast and i will yeah i'd be happy to chat Cool, man. I want to thank you so much for coming on the show. Really grateful for all the amazing things that you shared with us. And yeah, enjoy the rest of your day. Thanks, brother. I super appreciate you. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode. I hope you enjoyed the show. If you did enjoy the show, I would be really grateful if you could leave a short review or post a comment on what you'd like to hear in future episodes. And if you're a face-to-face personal trainer with room to take on additional clients, head over to coachingignited.com where you can apply for our 30-day client accelerator program and find out more about our business, sales, and marketing training platform. See you on the next episode.